for Hollywood. That's gooey bally hooly Hollywood. Where any office boy or young mechanic can be a panic with just the good looking pants. And any shop girl can be a top girl if she pleases the tired businessman. Hooray for Hollywood. You may be homely in your neighborhood. Bum, 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 bum. Be an actor, see Mr. Factor, you make your kisser look good. Go out and try your luck, you may be Donald Duck. Hooray for Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. Hey, oh, there's no business like show business like no business i know ain't that the truth kendall you know we're show people we've said it before we're ready at all times and now when it needs us most we are here to fix all the problems in hollywood and we're fixing them for free all of them We've been called in. Nobody free called fixes. us. fixes. Nobody called us. But spiritually, we were called in to fix all the problems. Hey, you know what? I got a news bulletin for you. All the religious types, you know, all that's how people say it when they're, you know, going to be a preacher. Well, they've called. They've been called by the Lord. God. Nobody called them either. And nobody's <laughs> calling us now, but we're coming. We're going to do it. Just like the preachers and all those people out there who've been called, whether the Lord called them or not, I think that he did not. God? God? We're coming out. Let the world, uh, want the world to know. We want the world to know. We're going to fix Hollywood's woes. Yes, Kendall. Speaking of Hollywood, not at all. We are in our store today, the Cliff and Kendall Mart. We're back in our... Uh, embedded booth within our store. We're in Hollywood. Holy, it is a holy space, don't you feel? We've yeah. been here. Uh, especially especially I've got with all, all my the, crystals. <laughs> your crystal, oh God. And I got the candles lit in honor of Madonna up there and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, speaking of Hollywood, here's the number one way to fix it. Put Jake Gyllenhaal in every movie, because, you know, I think the only one that I went to see this year, other than our trip to the drive-in, was The Covenant, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I don't think I've even... I, I, if, if I saw anything else, I forgot it, folks. Well, there you go. You're not helping Hollywood, Cliff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, you know, everybody's on strike now. But you know where where are all the big names coming out talking? You know I don't I don't see them I don't see Brad Pitt walking the line. He might be. You never know. I haven't seen it. <gasps> haven't seen it. Well, until Brad Pitt comes out, I'm not. You're, Kendall is not convinced until Brad Pitt <laughs> gives it his guarantee. It was just one of many examples. You know. If you need anybody other than Fran Drescher to inspire you, then I don't know what, there's nothing, there's no hope for you, Kendall. I mean, you know, Hollywood does need a nanny. Listen, I hope that's what she ran on for for the president (laughs) of the guild, because it's definitely true. We were going to run, but they were like, can't have co-presidents. You know, we said exactly what Watkins said, but we still did it anyway. (laughs) Nobody knows who you are. You're not in the Screen Actors Guild. But no, Kendall, I, I mean, don't you think the shorter answer is just the, it's the same thing wrong with Hollywood. I hate to bust the nut here just a few minutes into bust the show. Bust that nut, Cliff. <laughs> but it's the same thing that's wrong with all of corporate America. And I don't know about, as old as time. Yeah, I don't know about corporate Canada or corporate Mexico, so I'm just going to say corporate I'm America. I'm sure they're in the same boat. Yacht. I'm sure they, you know, came over on different boats, but we're in the same ship now, or whatever they say. <laughs> uh, that's probably a bad saying. But anyway. It's that the people at the top who make 99% of the money, they really think that they deserve it. Yeah. They think, but I am worth 500 times what a, a low yeah. echelon employee is worth. I'm worth 500 yeah. times what they make. Yeah. And it's a symptom of 
insanity, don't you think? Well, yeah, we all have insanity. You know, you and I think I can eat four pizzas and it'll be fine. <laughs> right. But, you know, we're deluded too. Yeah, exactly. We are deluded because I can eat four pizzas and the next day I'm thinking, am I looking a little bit thinner? Because <laughs> I feel... <laughs> no, you're not. Why, why have I gained so much weight? Oh, it was that bucket <laughs> of ice cream I ate. Why right. am I such a shitty person? Oh, it's because right. I made 400 times what everybody else makes. So, yeah, that's that's the number one big problem. I mean, there's lots of other solutions. That's one of them. 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 But you can, because if you really think, and I heard somebody say that, you know, oh, in the 80s, the top person made, you know, 30 times what the low paid person. And now it's literally like 400 and something times. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. And it, but it is just because these people, these cor- corporate fat cats, and I don't... We're fat cats, but we're not corporate. We're, we're, I may be lazy. I may, <laughs> I may be, be fat. fat. <laughs> I don't do sit-ups, and I do not chat. Yes, Kendall, but the one thing I'm not is a scaredy cat, and I'm not afraid to tell Hollywood like it is. And neither are you. Tell us some of your solutions, Kendall. Well, okay. I know that you, you started off with a good one with Jake Gyllenhaal, but yes. come on. More Simple. Muppet movies. More Muppet More movies. More Muppet movies, like, yes. You know, all this bullshit of like, let's make a little Muppet movie and, you know, and put it on Disney+. Plus. Like, no, I want a big, action-packed, you know, Muppet movie with, with Brad Pitt, and I want it at the movie theater with a bucket of popcorn. That's one way to solve Hollywood's problems. That's one way, because uh, if anybody had any brains... Somebody would have uttered the phrase super Muppets to yeah. these execs. And they'd all be flying around and Kermit the Frog would be lifting cars. Who doesn't want to see that? Somebody that's going to get the asses in the seats. You know yes. that I, I'm the king of getting asses in the seats. And, and unless it's a Muppet movie, I don't want to see three-hour movies anymore. <laughs> no. Because literally, like, I've heard yeah. people talking, like, at the hair salon when we were there last week. People oh. were talking about the strike, and they were like, well, who cares? And, and you know, oh, these movies are three hours long anyway. And I'm like, I, you know, I get it. You go and you sit through an hour of previews, and then three hours of a movie, your whole day's gone. And, well, they have to make it an event because it costs so much. To get well, in they, there. I mean, they could fix that too, you know, but. Yeah. Uh, they got to make their millions. But here's the thing they don't need to be three hours long, and they don't need to be $300 million. Yes. On they average don't. to come out. And uh, you hear, uh, of course, there's all this about the AI and the A this and the A that. But everything, like, look at these movies that come out. And I know that we're old. Spoiler, we are old. Fact. Yep. And they look different to us. But so many, like, I was trying to watch this new Ant-Man Quadrophenia or whatever it's called on on the Disney Plus. Back to that. Mm -hmm. And I, 10 minutes into it, I can't, it's there in the the quantum realm, which means they're on a green screen. And that's, and they're, I just, I lose interest because I'm like, well, they're in a a CD-ROM. Yeah. And it's not even about that. There are movies that can effectively be inside a CD-ROM and can be good. Yeah. But yeah. It, not every movie has to be $300 million. And I'm old enough, you know, people say, well, I'm old enough to remember this. I'm <laughs> old enough to have seen a bunch of black and white movies that I know didn't cost nothing yeah. to make yeah. and didn't require, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. the whatever environment killing computer yeah. CGI power, whatever, you know, that it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To create all about Eve, you know? Am yeah, I making well, sense? It, yes, you are. And I, I agree. Like, I feel like But what it boils CGI... down to is that all about Eve is better than Ant-Man quite <laughs> Well, it's true. Yeah. But I, all this, like, CGI that's come out has gotten way out of hand. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I know that we're not going to go back to making models and stuff. I know that that ship has sailed, and I can forget that dream. 
But, you know, you don't have to have every single thing as a CGI. They're like, oh, just do it that way. It's easy. Yeah. And, like, when I saw Indiana Jones, the new one, in the movie theater, there's a scene where he's, like, running on the top of a train. And it. I think Polar Express looked better when they were walking <laughs> on top of the... Like, it truly did. It looked like this little CGI guy, like, running on the train. And I thought, what in the hell? Who approved this? You know? Yeah. 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 I've already right. 3D printed my own Academy Award over here. I don't need. <laughs> I don't need you. I've got mine right here. But, um, uh-huh. you know, it's just, oh, the CGI, cut back with it, you know. And even uh, The Mandalorian or whatever, you know, that, that show where they do it in the void. Uh-huh. Where, like, I, I prefer that over just the constant CGI everywhere. Like, yeah, let's call it what it is and do it and save a little money because you're shooting there rather than, like, Let's go out and uh-huh. add all this shit in. You know, we write it out. Don't need it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Right. Well, and I think we were saying this before. What we need. Uh huh. And, and I know that I, I know the the things they are not the same as they were. No, 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 they no, no. And I know that we're on the the streaming, which I just don't. Do you think that? And, I, and this is another old person thing. This is like. In the 90s, if I said, do you think they're still going to have the internet in 20 years? Do you think, I guess we're just going to be streaming. I, you know, I guess. From here on out. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what, I mean, of course, I did. I never saw streaming coming from a million miles. But right. I, I don't know what the next thing would be or, or could be unless it's just implanted in our brains. But, <laughs> but the whole, like, it, we've been saying this forever. It's like, you don't trust streaming because... I need a physical copy so I know that I own it and that I have it. Because even the stuff you purchase, like I feel like, well, they can just take that away from you, you know? Well, they can if you buy a movie, you know, a, whatever, a digital yeah. copy on Amazon. They can take it away from yeah. you at any time. And so I just don't it, like that things can just be taken away from me so easily. I don't either. And I guess maybe as uh, someday they're going to teach this episode in colleges. Not universities, but colleges. You know, maybe it's we're moving back because if you think of, you know, one thing they say about streaming, because like what what you've known for a long time, can't trust it. If if you are like us and maybe it's a generational thing because we grew up where we could, we were like, oh, I got to have this video. People, they're they're marketing these videos to me and I need to buy them. My mother, our parents didn't grow up that way because they didn't have them. Yeah. And so they were like, well. We're going to be watching The Wizard of Oz every October when it comes on. That's why <laughs> yeah. it's a big deal, because it comes on one time a year. <gasps> Today, it's, well, here's just this ocean of content that we just pay this membership to. The same way they've ruined the music industry. <laughs> That's another episode. Yeah, yeah. But to where they're fighting over an 18th of a percent on Spotify. It's the same thing on all the streaming, because they will take them away. And... You know, they said, oh, we'll take away these shows that have been canceled. But in the old days, the days I guess they want to go back to, your show was canceled after one season. Well, it is in the vaults of memory now. Yeah. It is It is no more. Well, I know there's so many movies. I'm like, oh, I'd like to go back and watch that and can't find it anywhere. You know, it's just gone, completely gone. No, not There's no place you can stream it. There's no place you can buy it. You're just, you're shit out of luck. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's just, like I said, it's a distant memory. I do, I think the big huge problem that started all this was that streaming was one thing. Like, I think we could have all handled doing streaming, but they all got greedy, as they always do, and they're like, let's just make so much content that people will want us to subscribe to ours, and they just threw all this money into it, and then when it didn't pan out, they're all hurting for money, and now they're like, oh, we can't, it's crazy, we can't accept your demands because we don't have any money now. It's like, well, that is not our fault. That is your fault. Well, and it's also not true because they make these huge record profits. Oh, I know. But what they need to do is what they have started out to do when Hulu used to be like a co-owned, it was like a timeshare of mm-hmm. Fox and NBC and ABC, and they had all yeah. their stuff on there, and the consumer, this is like Consumer Reports, this episode, <laughs> and the consumer, you paid the one price and you got it all, whereas now they mm-hmm. everybody, it's like us, we might as well, Rye99 probably has its own streaming service you can subscribe I'm to. I'm sure they do. 1081. But... Uh, you know, they diversify so because they all want $10 a month. PBS has their own streaming service now. 
Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Oh, $60 yeah. for a year. Oh, and at least then you, you know, that's in lieu of your tote bag making your PBS. Right. Well, and, and that's at least going somewhere right. for a good cause. But I'm still saying it's like everybody's in on the game. Everybody, now. Amazon, they keep telling me now you can watch this on MGM Plus. I'm like, baby. I ain't buying no MGM Plus. <laughs> I know. I got plus this and plus that. I might have to start minusing some of these yeah. pluses. Because so my bank account's in the, in the negative, <laughs> and all my streaming platforms are positive. It's just not working out. I've tested positive for having too many pluses <laughs> on these streaming <laughs> services. Oh, and I mean, it's hard enough, like, when you want to watch something, if it does exist and you can find it, it's like, where do I watch this? And you have to go through six different things. You know, you're all night just going through different streaming platforms <laughs> trying to find something. It is so... And, and, and it is the same problem. We have... We have tried to evolutionize ourselves technologically from the past, but we can't because this is a problem that we had in, let's say, the 90s. I got all these cable channels and there's just nothing on. And now mm-hmm. I have all these pluses, these damn streaming services that are sucking the life's blood out of me. Mm-hmm. And there's not a damn thing that I really want to watch. I can't settle on anything because there's nothing that really grabs me. It's the yeah. same. And and like honestly, like when we were on network television, when it was just network and they sold ads and stuff like that, like I can't imagine that the amount of money they got from ads was more less or more of what I'm trying ever try, I'm trying to say here was less than like what they charge each person for streaming platforms. Like each one is like, oh, it's five nine nine, it's nine nine nine, and and every month you're like, oh, here it's going up, it's uh-huh. going up. It's like you're taking things away, and you're adding money every like what? Not none. So it just it feels so greedy and wrong. Yeah. And then you wonder, you wonder why it's not working. Yeah, you wonder why it's not working. Yeah, it's it, it is exactly. It's just a big problem these is oh now we've even begun to speak speaking of problems the etiquette problem in today's youth <gasps> is running rampant oh yeah and oh, this is part about a butter church she yeah. and mr snobbottom they yeah. are out there oh, yeah. i thought her class was already supposed to have started like 10 minutes ago i did too well i thought it was an aa meeting at first but oh. it was it's not it's a uh like you said it's a youth etiquette uh sermon if you will that Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn is giving. She put you up know, so I, many flyers around town for it today. She wanted to have it in our store because she thought, you know, we have a cool atmosphere and all you know always there's a lot of room in the store. We, we have more room in her store. I don't I wouldn't call it a cool atmosphere for her. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that all the youth are just riding together. Maybe they're carpooling. That's they're, that's why they're all late. <laughs> Maybe so. That could be what happened. So we shall see. But, you know, she's she's running around like crazy, you know, sitting out her lemon squares and making sure the chairs are all set up correctly. Oh, and they look it looks correct to me, except for they're empty. Cleaning up bowel attacks left and right. <laughs> bowel this, attack that. I will say Mr. Snodbottom prepared me for a baby. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that you are prepared because you are so lovably persnickety about all this cleanliness. You know, I just live in filth and squalor. And you are so clean, and I'm like, the snot and the boogers that are coming your way. I hope you're ready. Oh, but see, the snot and the boogers don't bother me at all. Oh, okay. I'm not. I, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the mess in the house that I continually go around and clean up, oh. and, and it is giving me a nervous breakdown. Well, and you know, I've seen some houses that are a mess, and some houses that are not a mess. So it depends on you. Well, you know me, so... I'll let you decide. I think you're going to have a clean house, Kendall. Clean it up. It's a tin roof. Rusted. Kendall, I have a surprise. Oh, is it? Hold on, let me guess. guess. Is it a cake? It um, is not. I wish it were a big indie movie revival for Hollywood. That is what I think that we need. I don't know that we can drive people back to the theaters. We're so used to letting them have just this bucket of slop for $10 a month on our streaming (laughs) services. But I think we need an indie movie 
revival. Think of the 90s when you could see these yeah. shoestring budget movies that were so inventive and exciting. But it's not yeah, that. You have to work harder. You have to work harder when you don't have so much money to make it better. And and I'm not saying like $10. Like give them a, a, a you know, just cut everybody down to a, lo- a normal working a no- area. Uh, yeah, normal thing. If you make, you know, Ant-Man Quadrophenia Part 2, maybe don't spend... $500 million on it. Maybe just spend $200 million on it. Yeah. Let's start slow. And then you could subsidize 500 indie movies as well. Yeah, we're we're going to have to wean them off of those millions slowly. I know. You know they, they've gotten slow. accustomed to it. <laughs> I've grown accustomed. They've grown accustomed to its face, Kendall. And here's what I'm doing. I have... Uh, it's tubular. It's tubular trivia, Kendall, is what oh, we tubular. are made of. All right. So. That's pretty rad, Cliff. That means you have five 80s trivia questions coming to you from one card. I have not selected them because they're all together on a card. If you get all five of them correct, you get to choose the themes for the next 100 episodes of Cliff and Kendall Coast okay. to Coast. Watch out. I got close last time. Imagine the ripples into the future that you could make by choosing <gasps> the themes for the next 100 episodes. Oh, the ripples. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Kendall, number one. Who is Nick Nolte's sidekick in 48 hours? Martin Short. <sighs> <laughs> Maybe you should have taken Martin longer to think about it. I'm, all I can think of is three fugitives. Three fugitives. No, Kendall. That was 86 hours. This is Eddie Murphy. Well, you know, it's better to get it over with early on, so I'm not... Just ruin it. Keep my hopes up through the whole thing. Just yeah. ruin it immediately. Well, Kendall, now you play, some would say for the tougher prize, your dignity. By getting I, now, I just play for fun. Most of the rest of them correct. I have no dignity. Let's just have some fun now. Well, it's it's what it's looking like. What eight season buddy sitcom featured Watch and Learn Larry and Don't Be Ridiculous Balky? Oh, Perfect Strangers. Oh, see how close you were flying to the sun. All right. <laughs> In, uh, and the spinoff, Perfect Fatso, <laughs> that our show is based on. <laughs> Obese Strangers. Kendall, <laughs> in 1986, what boxer became the youngest, oh, this sounds like us, heavyweight champion of the world at age 20? Muhammad Ali. <laughs> All right, maybe if I read the question in his perfect voice, you'll get it. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> In 1986, what boxer became the youngest heavyweight champion of the world at age 20? Dom DeLuise. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Although that does not count as a point toward your dignity. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Kendall, what ZZ Top multi-platinum album included the songs Give Me All Your Lovin' and... Legs, a recent song on our countdown of body part songs. Um, uh, the Bearded Lady <laughs> album. No, this must have been an early idea for the title of Terminator, the Eliminator. Oh, it was so close. All right, you got one more, Kendall. Let's see if you can come out with a modicum of dignity. That's what this one is worth. What TV show popularized the t-shirt under a dress jacket fashion style for men? Remember it was the 80s. Under a dress jacket style. Uh, Full House. Oh no. I'll say it thrice. Empty House. (laughs) (laughs) Empty House. I'll say it thrice. Miami is Vice. Miami Vice. Miami Miami Vice. Vice. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Oh, no dignity today, Kendall, but there's always tomorrow for dreams to come true. Maybe far away or maybe real nearby. Maybe so. I'll start getting some dignity. (laughs) 
Maybe. Oh, boys. Oh, oh, goodness. Have you seen any teens around? They were supposed to be here roughly 20 minutes ago, boys. We've invited all of the teenagers of Busheltown to come in for a little etiquette lesson. You know, we've been seeing some rudeness and lewdness and oh see for some crudeness boys oh dear all the all the nisses oh uh, well i know you are the one to nip those in the bud mrs potter well, are, are you sure you put the right date and time on the flyer i bet it's a different oh, time yes. no dear i've checked it multiple times of course that was the first thing i did oh well you know teens you know, there's that oxymoron. Kendall probably said it last week on the show. Fashionably late. They're probably They're tr- notoriously late. Yeah. And notoriously late. So it, it's probably one of those things, like a coolness factor for the teens. Oh, well, that's going to be the first thing we talk about when they get here. Oh, yes. Uh, we better write that down, sugar love. Oh, yes, dear. You know, tardiness is, is next to... Mr. Satan is the author of Tardiness, dear. Oh, yes. Quite right, dear. Quite right. You have a pen. Uh, all right. Well, good luck, guys. I bet some people will trickle in here in a minute. I'm sure. I'm sure. You got lemon squares, and, you know, if they don't, the more the more. Uh, yeah. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. Is, are you talking to me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Cliff, I'm not. No. I'm talking about Hollywood. Hollywood. Tell me more. We need the indie revolution. We need the fat cats at the top to get a fucking grip that you don't deserve the paychecks of the thousands of peasants below you. It used to be like a big event when we were kids to go to the movies, like whether it was going to the movies or to rent a movie. Yes. And, you know, now it's like a daily thing that you sit down and you just turn on something and you stream it. There, there's been plenty of people that have come up with ideas along the way for, like, photography. Like, and this is ridiculous and stupid. I'm not saying this is an idea. But, like, I don't know if you've seen recently. Like, somebody came out with a digital camera. And you have to buy this camera. And you take a picture. Or you, you can only take so many pictures at once. Like, 24 or whatever. And then you don't, you can't look at them until the next day. And so, basically, they've, they've made an old-style camera. <laughs> Right. Um, but you know, Gen Z, they don't, they don't know that. They're like, oh, look at this new technology they got. But it, you know, it, it makes it more of an event for them or yeah. more something to like really think about the photos you're taking and, you know, and I don't know if that's taken off, but I'm, and I don't know the solution to this one. I'm just saying there needs to be something or some, some new thing or new fangled thing that, that makes it an event to watch a movie. Like whether it's like, oh, we're going to have this movie and it's going to, come out on a Friday for for 10 weeks in a row and then you can stream it whenever you want to like I don't know something to make it like an event again to you know yeah. like to bring it back to that that cool oh it's Friday night let's go watch a movie yeah you know because when things were events it was this universal feeling not that everybody saw every movie but mm-hmm. you know there were things in common. The same as the old TV style, you know, when there were four channels where you watched one of four things last night, if you watched TV at all. Yeah. Then you had this universal experience. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. We have so many choices. Yeah. And I don't know if there's any turning back. Yeah. Yeah. Kendall. I don't know that there is any turning back. Yeah. But it's like... Well, and it's phones, too. You know, people are always on their phone, and they can't even look up... Well, people are addicted, and as we said before, people are addicted to their phones. They can't look up, as you just said. And you were... The deafening silence that you just said... (laughs) You shouldn't have stopped me. (laughs) (laughs) But that's my favorite thing to do. But they're addicted, is the point. And... Yes. That... With technology, all they want is to addict you more to it. And that's what, what? people in boardrooms Ooh. are sitting around saying, but people only watch TikTok for nine hours a day. And they're saying, we need to have them watch it for 12 hours. And, and I, yeah. I use that as an example because it's the same across everything else. I'm sure that somebody yeah. at Netflix is saying, well, people are, you know, uh, not clicking the button in between the three hours, so let's stop asking them. We want them to watch all day 
long. Or really, I don't know why Netflix would give a fuck as long as you just have your monthly payment or whatever. Yeah, well, I just had a thought. Have a thought. For, give it for to an us. Idea. Give it to us. So, do you remember uh, back in when we were children, back, back in the days, through the when, years, um, they would have like big events where they're like, oh, we're going to have a smell-o-vision th- episode uh-huh. where you have to go like to a participating places and get you a little scratch, th- scratch and sniff thing that you could sniff when it's like smell number one, you know, smell number two. I'm not saying that, but what if they did a thing where because people are always on the phone. There was like a companion app that when you watch something, whether it's a mystery or something, like you have to play along or guess who you think it's going to be. Because then it gets people engaged, like to be on the phone. And then you're like watching the show. I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm throwing out ideas here, Cliff, trying to help Hollywood as much as I can. Yeah, I guess that's, I don't, I don't want to help them at the uh, aid of phone addiction, though. Um, that's well, no, but me. I mean, if people are going to be on their phone and not watching it, at least do something to get you to engage <laughs> in the show or the movie. Something. Something. Uh, we can agree, Kendall, that something. something must be done. Something must be done. Well, I'm glad we've come to consensus on that. <laughs> and I don't know if that's what the kids are saying or not, but that's what we're saying. I, I'm sure they're not because they're stupid, Cliff, but these <laughs> are some things they're saying. Oh, they're saying so many crazy things. Like, uh, for instance... The Landlord Special. Uh Uh-oh. What is it? That is, uh, it's that special poorly done touch that landlords add to their home when they're trying to repair things themselves. Like, my landlord Uh. refused to hire a plumber, so now I'm stuck with that Landlord Special. Turds just fly out of the (laughs) faucet. Oh, no. Sounds awful. All right. Kendall, how about this? This is what the kids are doing and saying. They're saying flip-slopping. That is when you're walking through slop in your flip-flops and you use them to flip-slop on your friends and family who are nearby. And you might hear somebody say, but the kids are so rude. <laughs> That's why they need this etiquette lesson yeah. now more than ever. But someone might say, bruh, don't flip-slop all over my new white pants. Flip-slop. Don't be wearing white pants either. Oh, Cliff- not after Labor Day. No, of course not. Now, this other thing they're doing, this is dangerous. This is dangerous, but we're bringing attention to this. Uh-oh. Have you heard of Cheerioke? I've heard of Cheerios. Well, then you're halfway there. Oh. This is the act of doing karaoke while stuffing Cheerios in your mouth. Uh-uh. I don't know why the kids are doing that. They're going to choke to death. They're, they're going to be so many hospital cases. They were eyes trying to sing... I will always love you. And when he took a big inhale, he just sucked all those Cheerios in and choked. He did, and he died. I'm sure. I'm sure. We're sure, folks. He's dead. I think those trends are so stupid. Have you seen this one where it's they? You say, "Oh, uh, you know, they're giving you your ice cream cone." And I have, and they throw it at the pe- people's face, and they're like, "Oh, I asked for chocolate." And they're like, "Sorry," they just toss it in somebody's face. Yes. Why? Why, kids? It's Why? not even that funny. It is not that funny. The funniest things on TikTok or Instagram reels or whatever are inadvertently people recording when somebody just falls down or gets yes. smacked by something. Go back to falling. But no, Cliff, I, seriously, you know we're old because when I see that, I'm thinking, all these people are doing this. How much ice cream is being wasted? Ice cream. How much? I hope they were all fired from the Dairy Queen. I do too. Just it's so wasteful. It they're is wasteful. wasteful. They're doing, you know, terrorizing scary things and they're just being rude. It's awful. But here's what they're saying, Kendall. They're saying snot blotting. That, oh, that's when you hug someone while your nose is running and you seize the opportunity to blot your snot on their shoulder of their, you know, their clothes on their shoulder. And, you know, you might hear it if Harry Styles might say, Oi, mate, my sinuses are acting up. Hope the fans don't mind uh, me snot blotting during this meet and greet. Oh, they probably love it. They're probably selling their shirts online. Got Harry Styles' snot on. I mean, I would never sell a shirt with Harry Styles' <laughs> snot Not on. you, the other fans. That's where. The that's how fans. you achieve, how you acquire the Harry Styles Mine, snot. Mine, I would have it in glass, a framed glass. <laughs> See that green mark there? That's Harry Styles' snot. There it is. Well, have you heard of procrastitubing? Never. 
Well, that's when you're watching internet videos as an avoidance behavior to finish something you need to do, like your taxes. They're due tomorrow, but I've been procrastinating all day. <laughs> see, they're they're addicted to the damn phone. Oh, see, I have heard of procrastinating, but that's a different different Ooh, story. We won't go there. That's a different show. I do want to say, of speaking of internet videos, if you if you're lonely. <laughs> Feeling small and tears are in your eyes. Internet videos can comfort you. Not that I was lo- feeling lonely and small, but the other day I was like bored and irritated, which is more the, the uh, regular thing. And well, that's comfort tubing. That's not <laughs> procrastinating. Right? No, this is not. This is on a different thing. This is just only about tubing yeah. itself. Tubing. It, it just. I watched some old Madonna videos that I hadn't seen in a few minutes. And it was just, what a wonderful cleansing experience for my soul, Kendall. Uh, I hope that, and I know that Madonna videos should bring on that same reaction from most people, but there could be something else, you know, so I'm just, you know, I just wanted to give a quick plug to the internet video. But see, and you didn't have to pay for a streaming service to watch that. It no, I didn't. It was on YouTube. Madonna put it on YouTube. Yeah. I had to watch a five-second ad for something. It was not an effective ad because I don't remember what it was. So, and it didn't bother me. Bring back ads. <laughs> then, then we can all watch things cheaper. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, Cliff, all this talk is just make, giving me a headache of all these children. I can't talk about them anymore. <laughs> In fact, I have to take a break. I'm going to go get me a lemon square mm. and find out where these kids are. Oh, and that's what the people who are 41 and they really need to take a break are saying. Let's take a break. It's true. We'll be right back after this. Hey, don't go anywhere. Cliff and Kendall will be right back after this. Excuse me, miss, but you seem to be having trouble picking out a wine. Maybe I can help you. Oh, I'm sorry, but I never talk to strangers. Oh, how did you know? What do you mean, how did I know? You're a stranger. Right, Elliot Stranger. Is that really your name? No, it's really Elliot Swerdlick, but I do meet a lot of pretty girls this way. I like you, Elliot. You're weird, but I like you. Maybe you can help. See, I'm having some friends over for smorgasbord, some shrimps, a little cheese, some meatballs. What kind of wine can you serve with all those things? May I suggest you have a little blue nun at your smorgasbord? Oh, I don't think she'd have a very good time. Besides, it's going to be all couples. Oh, no. Blue Nun wine. It's a delicious white wine that's correct with any dish. Meat, fish, cheese, meatballs. Oh, Blue Nun. Elliot, you made me a convert. (laughs) I suppose you're going to drink it religiously. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to become a real habit. Blue Nun, the delicious white wine that's correct with any dish. Another Seychelles wine imported by Shefflin and Company, New York. And now, whether you like it or not, Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Still no teens out there. Uh, there is none out there. So I had several lemon squares because I thought, well, you at least want the buffet table to look like people have been at it. Yeah, you know? it's like a tip jar. You want it to look like people have already tipped. People have already had some lemon bars. I had some. Too. I had some. And when, when I say we had some, there's no lemon bars left. But there's other things no. that the teens can have. There's other things. And it'll be one dirty tray. And people be like, wonder what was on that. A lot of people must have been here. Oh, exactly. They'll be like, oh, we really should have got here sooner. Next time, they'll think twice about being late. <laughs> Definitely. You're welcome. Now, speaking of Hollywood, Kendall, and movies about Hollywood and about making movies. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen this 
Uh, have you seen this new one? It's called Babylon. A movie? No, I haven't seen it. With Brad Pitt, and he gives it his stamp of approval. He's in it. That's where he's been. And Margot Robbie, who is in all movies now. <laughs> she was in it as well. And, you know, this is what a lot of people were in it, I guess. But it's, it's, it's good. It's on one of the pluses. I think it's on Paramount. Mm-hmm. Or, or Peacock. Paramount or Peacock. And it was really good. It was three hours, <laughs> as we were saying. There you go. Now, I do think that it did bomb. But I'm here to say that it is a... Probably because it was three hours. <laughs> maybe so. And, but it is really... It's, it's good. It's an enjoyable movie. Now, it also... It's light, a lot of it. And... It has, just in the first, like, five minutes, it has some big gross-out moments. So maybe it because it was so Ooh. gross. Like, in the first yeah. 30 seconds, you're... This is something only cinema can achieve, folks. You're sitting behind... You're in a car, like, behind an elephant. And, of course, it just, like, opens up, takes a big shit right in your face. A big sloppy shit. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. Lovely. And then you realize, you know, Babylon, so they're going to this, you know, un hinged, crazy, debaucherous party, just like right after the elephant shits in your face, there's this hooker who's just peeing all over this man. And it's just all just splashing him in the face. It's very visceral. I mean, you're really selling it, Cliff. You're really selling it. <laughs> That's in the first five minutes. That gives nothing away. <laughs> that You might miss that part if you went to the theater and were in the bathroom too long, okay? Well, I might go late if I ever watch it. <laughs> but if <laughs> the grossness doesn't end there, but I won't spoil anymore. But I'll say it was a it was a good movie, and it also tackles, you know, a tumultuous time in entertainment, just like we're in right now when no. they were going from silent movies to talkies. No, I say I want a movie to start. They're in a co- in an ice cream shop. And they're ordering a big old Sunday. That's the kind of start to a movie I want. <laughs> I don't think movies start like that. I think ice cream commercials start like that. That's the problem. That's the problem, folks. Anyway, Cliff, I think you were leading up to talking about what this next half of the show is all about. Was it? Uh, probably. If you say I don't know. so. If you weren't, I'll do it. It's a mini countdown Uh-oh. of Hollywood movies that are all about making movies. And I got to say, those are some of my favorites. They're my favorites. All right, then it promises to be an exciting countdown. It is, and I've got a space coin here. Flip it, flip it. Call it. Tails for the tail as old as time. Oh, it went under me. Hold on, it's tight oh. quarters in here. Well, we may never see it oh. again. Tails it is, All right. Cliff. Tails, tails, tails. This is a great movie. I think a very fun one about making movies. It also gives a good shout out to, you know, my plea, my earnest plea, not about earnest. I would be pleading for more earnest movies were earnest still with us. Oh, but this is that a, would save Hollywood for sure. That would, you know, when you talk about surefire winners, know what I mean? Vern? <laughs> I think I do. And I think listeners do too. And here's what yeah. I'm actually talking about. This is a movie from the nineties that, uh, celebrated, the auteur and independent filmmaker made by an auteur and sometimes independent filmmaker, John Waters. And it was a little film about a reckless director who all he wanted to do was make cinema history. And he made it at gunpoint. Candelia, he took Melanie Griffith... (gasps) Hostage and tried to force her into making an underground hit. And I don't know if it was an underground hit or not, but it is a classic, has a star studded cast. I'm not even going to get into the cast. It's too star studded. Other than who's star studded? Melanie Griffin. We don't have time. It'd be like, you ever see those huge pictures of people when, you know, like they're at the Oscars and all the winners are there? Just big, it's that. So I can't even go into it. It'd be like reading a phone book for 20 minutes. (laughs) But it's Melanie Griffith, and she is taken by Cecil B. Demented. I said action! How dare you play Patch Adams? Oh, my God, it's Honey Whitlock! Patch Adams does not deserve a director's cut. The first one was long enough. Hey, you. You got a problem? Feel the pain of underground film. Stop 
Wow. That's what it's called. Funny. Cecil B. Demented by John Waters. Cecil B. Demented. And it's... I have not seen that. Well, you sh- I'm sure it's it streaming on There's something. no way to find it ever again. But. <laughs> I've, well, you know, Kendall, come on with me back, and we'll watch the crows eat on my porch. And we can. I've got it on DVD, the old-fashioned way. You've got it on 8 millimeter. We'll have to watch it and we'll project it on the wall. Project it on the wall, do some hand puppets. Cecil! Action! You don't have to like this movie. You're a victim of advertising! You've been manipulated by press agents! Patch Adams, you're dead. Be demented. What a great it one. It does. Sounds good. Number sounds six. Good. I love John Waters, so I, I'll have to check that one out. I'm going to start us out with number five. Five Alive. Five Alive. I'm going to start us out with something that's a little bit more cheerful. A little bit more fun and fancy-free, if you will, uh, in some regards. Oh. Now, I was actually, we were out in L.A. at the time when they were making this movie. Oh. And uh, I remember, like, we were, we, were get, we were getting a tour of the Disney lot at the time. And they had it all set up where they were filming it. And you could see all the, and it was just so magical and fun because it took us back to the 1960s. Uh, uh, oh. All the way back when they were making Oh. That movie. Oh. Mary Poppins. Oh. I'm talking Saving. Oh. Mr. Banks. Oh. Did you love Saving Mr. Banks? I'm sure I will when we do our double feature oh. of oh. Cecil B. Demented and Saving Mr. Banks. We can catch each other up. I mean, come on. Tom Hanks has already played Mr. Rogers and Walt Disney. Who's left? Uh, let's see. He could play Geppetto. Oh, he already played Geppetto. No, done. done. No, he's, there's nobody left for Tom Hanks <laughs> to play. He might as well check out. Done. <laughs> he might as well check out. Well, he could crack the Da Vinci. Oh, he did crack the Da Vinci. No, he did that too. All right, yeah, there's nowhere else for him to go but down. Tom Hanks. <laughs> all right, what? Now tell me a little bit about that movie and why it's so great. You know, it, it's all about the woman that wrote Mary Poppins, the book. And it's her relationship with her father. And Walt Disney, when he first read the book with his kids, he wanted to make Mary Poppins immediately. He thought it was an amazing, you know, it would make a great music, a great movie and a great musical. Oh. And um, the woman that wrote it, I'm, I'm, her, I'm blanking on her name at the moment. Travers. P.L. Travers. Yes. 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 She was like very against it and turned him down many, many times. Oh. And so he basically had to court her the whole time to try to get it made. And then he finally talked her into doing it and brought her to mm. America. And then he comes in and he introduces her to Dick Sherman and, and, and his brother, which I, you know, I met in Hollywood. I love them. I love all their music. They wrote songs for Disney World. All right, ladies and gents, comical poem suitable for the occasion, extemporized and sold up before your very eyes. All right. Here we go! Room here for everyone, gather around. Constable's responsible! Now, how does that sound? No, 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 no. Responsible is not a word. We made it up. Well, unmake it up. They're like, oh, we're gonna play this song for you, you know? It's like, super califragilist. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this? You're, these are songs that you're thinking about going to this movie? She thought the whole thing was ridiculous. And so the whole time she kept trying to pull out and they were fighting and it was just a whole big mess, but it, it's really a great movie and it's, it's got a lot of heart. It, it has flashbacks to her when she was a little girl and where all these ideas came from and, you know, so it was, it was a really good movie. A lot of art. It's got Kendall and Brad Pitt's seal of approval. There you go. What more do you need? <laughs> the, the pit stamp. That's all I need. <laughs> oh, heavens above. Kendall, what was that number? Five, that was Five Alive. That was Five Alive. Oh, so we're already Four's a chore. Four on the floor. Oh, Lord. God. You big whore. You big whore, Kendall. <laughs> all right. This one, I'm going to venture to say... It's one of the great movies named after a street. And it's also... Shovel Street? No, that was coming soon to a theater near you. (laughs) This one is about a woman who had it all. And then, as they were saying, talking about talkies coming in when the talkies came... 
she was ushered out. And now she wants a comeback. And so she hires this writer to write her the big new movie for her to come back in. But, well, one thing leads to another. And before you know it, there's a body floating in the pool down on Sunset Boulevard. Wait a minute. Haven't I seen you before? I know your face. Get out or shall I call my servant? You're Norma Desmond. Used to be in silent pictures. Used to be big. I am big. It's the pictures that got small. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. Demented. Mr. Demented, exactly. I am big, Kendall. It was the pictures that got small. (laughs) It was a time in this business when they had the eyes of the whole wide world. But that wasn't good enough for them. Oh, no. They had to have the ears of the world, too. So they opened their big mouths, and out came talk. Talk, talk. That's where the popcorn business comes in. You buy yourself a bag and plug up your ears. I do. That's a great movie clip. I remember um, when I first w- w- went out to Hollywood, and you know, and you like find out where all these places were where they filmed, and like the the apartments where the movie starts, where the you know uh, the very beginning of the movie. They were like, "There's the apartments," and every time I would pass them, I would think, "Oh, there's Sunset Boulevard." You know, Twiston Boulevard. It is. Yes. Oh, I love it. A great old black and white film for the teens to check out. I would it's be a classic. I would tell the teens out there, but there are no teens out Still there to tell. No teens. There's a no teen no teen yet. But Cliff, before we move on up to number three, yeah. I got something stupid to say. Oh God. What? It's time for some stupid questions. Oh. So Oh, you know you stupid. you know you love them. Secretly your most favorite segment of the show. <laughs> If you could stand at the pinnacle of any natural or man-made structure, what would it be? Like at the top of it? Um, That's the pinnacle. That's the pinnacle. Um, uh, <laughs> yes. State in the obvious. <laughs> uh, at the top of the asshole museum where they're having the Kindle exhibit down below. No. Oh, uh, shit, no, that's closed <laughs> to the public. Kindle, the jerk store called, and they're running out of you. <laughs> um, no, I would have to say that, I, what, I mean, you go for the with the gusto, you go to the top of Mount Everest, Kendall. Ooh. Why wow, not? you're going to die up there. <laughs> I just saw a video on TikTok about this woman at the top of the Statue of Liberty in the crown. I've always wanted to go oh, up there. Yeah. I, I don't know why. And they were like, they had let 500 people a day, I think it is. Because they, they've opened that back up, oh, okay. and I was like, I would, I would like to go there. I'd like to go see that. That's good, and we could both use the exercise walking up the stairs. <laughs> yes, we could. Yes, we could. Lady Liberty, help us out. I wonder if they let you Are sleep we- at night uh, in her your crotch if you just can't make it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, just take a rest here in her in her underwear. Yeah. Cliff, what is the most money you've ever found lying on the ground in a public place? I mean, probably. Maybe I found a 20. I don't know. Nothing more than that. What about you? I, I found like $300 one time. Oh, my God. I hope you put an ad in the paper. That could have been somebody's mortgage payment. Kendall, out on the yeah, street. Yeah, I was going to. I didn't know I didn't know how to. But um, it, it wasn't like somewhere where it made sense that somebody would have dropped it and I could have went and turned it in. It was just like some random place. And I was like, well, I don't. I guess I'll just keep it. Well, might have been the Lord sending you. Some money. So for, you know, to the family, can you buy these shoes for my mama, please? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Christmas shoes, your own little Christmas shoes. Uh, there, well, I ain't spending $300 on shoes. Oh. Cliff, what's the greatest distance you have ever driven in a single day? Uh, you know, I don't know distances, Kendall. <laughs> I will say the most that I, I ever, probably, definitely, one point, I came from New York down to Busheltown with, oh, long time ago, long time ago in Busheltown with frequent guest star Alan. And he and I both switched off driving. And it was uh, just a little bit shy of the, I turned the car in within 24 hours and we slept mm-hmm. for like three hours and then rent, took the car in. So probably 19 hours and, and kids, 
don't do it because the, well, I'll I can tell, tell you, the you last, you're wrong. Well, well, I'll tell you, bitch, that the last because you were with me, it was 32 hours to Los Angeles. But we didn't do that without stopping. I didn't say. Uh, oh, I did say a single day. You're right. Mm, interesting. Ouch. Right. Back, <laughs> it, it just jumped right back off and hit me in the face. And again, uh, on a scale from Cliff to Kendall, how right are you? Uh, I'm all the way over at Cliff, folks. <laughs> Alan, we. The point is, we were both very asleep those last two hours, and I. It is a wonder that we are here today, unless. We did die that night, and we are in hell. Well, that makes a lot more sense <laughs> to me. Because every day I feel like I'm in there. Cliff, if you had to spend an entire summer working at one of our country's national parks or historic sites, which one would you choose? The most air-conditioned one. <laughs> Up in Mount Rushmore's nose. That sounds good to me, whatever you say. You know- as long as I control the thermostat. You know what Mount Rushmore was before they uh, put the presidents on it, right? Yeah. It was unprecedented. Ew. <laughs> no, it was like a sacred thing for the Native Americans, no, I, I think. I know. I was making a stupid joke, Cliff, but that's all the time we have for oh. stupid jokes and stupid questions. <laughs> Thank God. Back to the show. Oh, <laughs> now Already we're in progress. <laughs> we return to our countdown. Already in progress. Oh, and number three is me. Number three is ye. Another movie that has just a star-studded cast in it. Oh, Alec Baldwin in it. It had Sarah Jessica Parker in it. It had William H. Macy. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Just ton of huge, huge cast. I'm going to stop there because it's like reading the red carpet again. Uh. But this this movie took place in a little small town. And it's uh, it was a New England town where these these filmmakers came to make a movie and just totally just took over the town and threw it all into disrepair. I'm talking State and Maine. Have you ever seen that movie? A long time ago, I think I did. Oh, it's so good. I lo- I've seen it several times. I mean, I haven't seen it super recently, but I want to watch it again. Get me this horse. That horse is booked. Tell the guy. Get me this horse. Tell the guy. I'll give him an associate producer credit. <laughs> yes, it's very funny. Like I remember um, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, her character. Like they they want her to do a nude, a nude scene. She was like, "I'm not doing it unless she's paid like all this extra money." And uh, the cinematographer like offends all the people in the town. Uh, it, all, just all this stuff happens. But I mean, I guess it's just funny to me because you know we're so into the film world, yeah. going to film school, and it just. It felt like a film school student going into a town trying to make something. Everything went wrong. Uh, it, was, it was just really funny. All right. Number two, Kendall. Oh, I have to give a special shout out. Uh, you know, a, what do you call it? Honorary mention? Is that what, what we say? Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I doing? I want to give an honor. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I just want to give an honorable shout out, Kendall, to a movie that is also about talkies, and it also plays into uh, Babylon. That movie I was talking about. This one is the big one about the switchover from not talking to talking, and ironically, it's mostly remembered for its. Dancing and not even what's in the title, which is singing in the rain. I'm singing in the rain. What a gore. That's just an honorable shout out, Kendall. Honorable shout out. And <laughs> also, that brings us, oh heavens, to number two. Oh, uh, just apply all that same stuff Kendall said about state and main. We'll just change the names of the stars. This one is star studded, Kendall. It's also very funny all the way through. It's just one of those <laughs> makes you want to make your own movie. Makes you think it's possible in a great world where we're having a new indie movie. Boom, and I do not mean an Indiana Jones movie. Boom. <laughs> I mean, no, we have that. We've had that too. We've already had that, so we need to move on to an yep. independent film. Boom. Yes. Anyway, Kendall, this is one. It stars. I mean, Christine Baranski for one. 
It stars, oh gosh, Eddie Murphy for two. Yes, that means he plays two characters. And for number one, the not short, but this is the Steve one, Steve Martin. And it's a movie called Bowfinger. Oh, I did love Bowfinger. That's such a great movie, too. Bowfinger. The script has that moment. When? Yeah. You say, I enjoy meeting you, Cliff. Then you push the guy right over the cliff. That's too much for the audience to have to think about. They have to know that the guy's name is Cliff, and that he's on a cliff, and that a cliff and a cliff is the same. It's too cerebral. We're trying to make a movie here, not a film. Dad, you're supposed to be the agent, huh? In Chubby Rain, I think is the name of the movie that they <laughs> are making. So they, I had forgotten that, but yes, I loved it. What a great one. Uh, stars, all the stars come together. There's another one like Cecil B. Demented. They kind of try to make it secretly without Eddie Murphy's character even knowing that he's in it, folks. I'm, I'm uh, so glad you mentioned that one. What you talking about? Look at this. Just for fun, I scanned in the computer, the script, just to see how many times the letter K appears in this script. The letter K appears in this script 1,456 times. That's perfectly divisible by three. So what? So, so what you saying? What am I saying? KKK appears in this script 486 times. Because I didn't want to leave it off the list. And another one that I, I don't think we should leave off the list is um, Postcards from the Edge. Oh. Which it, oh, technically, oh, it wasn't all about oh. just making a movie, but there was a lot of parts in it where she's making a movie. So I, I feel like that qualifies. All right. That's a, that is a great one, of course. And also, I love For Your Consideration. I think you should consider putting that one. On the list, that one with the um, crew from the you know waiting for Guffman and all that, Christopher Guest crew. There you go. So there are some more honorable shout-outs, folks. Honorable shout-outs. But now we have come to the tippity tip top of the list. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, the, no one's here, dear. There's no one here for the etiquette seminar. Oh, 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 candle boy, are you sure that it isn't daylight saving time? Perhaps. I'm pretty sure that was a little few um, months ago. I think. Uh, I just think maybe the children, you know, they don't have good etiquette. They, they obviously they need to learn. That's why they needed to come here, and they just they they dropped the ball on that one. That's the, well. That's the thing to really take away. Their etiquette is so bad they didn't even show up. But you know, you have I to think, get to them. That's right. You have to get to them. And I think you know, after the show, we'll do maybe sort of a brainstorm session because I think there could be some kind of rebranding going on. Like if you called it like a afternoon cool club or you know something like that, where where you come, they could have oops, that you have punch and cookies or whatever and then also you just you know you slip in some sly etiquette lessons in there while oh that you know that's a wonderful idea i think maybe when you're done with the show i can do my presentation for you boys oh. and, and you can see how it is and then we can brainstorm ideas <laughs> that's such a lovely idea well there you go cliff what a great <laughs> idea you have <laughs> Uh, I think our etiquette is just fine. I think it's fine. Maybe there got to be some more squares of something. No more lemon ones, but there got to be some kind of square. Well, there was other food on that table. Okay. At least we can partake in the buffet. <laughs> We're going to partake. Uh, I'm going to partake a whole tray over there and sit with it and <laughs> sit with me. I'm going to take and take and take. <laughs> but Cliff, we are we are to number one on our countdown. Number one. <gasps> the number one movie. Now this movie, I know we both love it. It is a movie that. It almost transcends time. It's so wonderful. It it's all it's all in black and white. It's all from uh, one of our just the great directors of of all of our times, Tim Burton. And it's all about uh, an old filmmaker from back in the day that was really trying to break in and make his way, you know, into the movie business. And nobody would hire him. And he runs into who but Bella Lugosi, that famous actor, and they decide to make a movie. And I'm talking, of course, of the famous Ed Wood. Pull the strings. Didn't you love Ed Wood? What happened? How dare that asshole bring up Karloff? You think it takes talent to play Frankenstein? It's all on makeup and then grunting. Bella, I agree 100%. Strings. I did love it. And talk about 
You know, the highest thing for me, a star-studded cast. And yeah. damn, this it's got a lot cast of is studded with stars. You seem a little agitated. You want to go outside and get some air? Bullshit! I'm ready now. Roll the camera. We're rolling. Stop. Oh yeah, we got Johnny Depp, Martin Landau, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, um, Bill Murray. Who? Uh, Bill Murray, Patricia Arquette. Uh, like just all the greats, and we won't move on any further. All the greats. But um, it's such a great movie. It makes me want to watch it again because we're talking about it. But um, just everything. It's another one of those things where things are just going wrong. And, and you just love to watch a train wreck when it's not your train. Not only the story itself, you know, says we need small movies to be made, but it's a great example of please give Tim Burton a small budget and let him make a movie because yeah. he doesn't need $900 million of CGI or it's going to be like Ant-Man Quadrophenia. Yep, yep, yep. Which, I, you know, Beetlejuice 2 is in the works. And I, I don't know if you've seen all the pictures coming out of Vermont of the house and the... Uh, it's just... It's so exciting. Oh, of course, it's, it's all shut great. down now, but... Yeah, but it's going to be great. They're going to open it back up when they hear this episode and they realize that Cliff and Kendall have fixed Hollywood. Oh, well, you are welcome, America. We have fixed Hollywood. That should get us back to normal. Uh, we'll give it a couple days yeah, to sort things to sink out. in and we'll get back to work. Yeah, so next week when we come back to things, we'll be back to normal, and we'll be moving on to bigger and better topics. Bigger and better. <laughs> bigger and better, Kendall. I look forward to it, and I look forward to seeing you here again next week. Well, we'll definitely be bigger. We'll see if we'll be better after this talk. Oh. So we'll see you here next All week, right. everybody. All right. I'm going to go get me some food from the Hooray buffet. for Hollywood. All armed with photos from local rotos, with their hair and ribbons and legs and tags. Hooray for Hollywood! You have no way of knowing who'll make good. Perhaps you'll be another Papa Dion, your name in neon. If you get lucky, you could. Yes, buddy, you'll arrive if you can top this five. Hooray for Hollywood. All right, look.